Ocean FM. Donegal Plumbing and Heating, Old Lahey Road, Donegal Town. Suppliers of underfloor heating packages, aluminium radiators, Samson and Daikin air-to-water heat pumps and all your renewable needs. And sponsors of the Donegal GAA podcast. It's just fabulous to see him alive and up and picking her up. The thing about the club is you don't choose your club. Um, it's, it's like family. You want to get back out on the field. It's just uh, it's, it's in your blood, I suppose. And you just want to get out there now and get the games going again. Brian Murray, let me shake hands with you. You come in here hobbling. How are you feeling now? Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. I tell you nothing about a couple of pints, won't do, I'll tell you. You know. He gets the foot behind it. He launches it in. It's over the bar. The wee man from Chester. Yes, and welcome to the Donegal GAA podcast with Ocean FM. Paddy McGill here, coming from Kingspan Breffney in Cavan, where it finished Donegal 13 points, Cavan 12 points in Division 2, Round 2 of the Alliance National Football League. On the show, we get a Cavan perspective from the Anglo-Celt sports editor, Paul Fitzpatrick. We also hear from St. Nolz's Brian McCabe. We also touch base with Kilcarr and Donegal's Ryan McHugh. But before for all that, let's hear from Mark McHugh, who's with me today on COCOM with Ocean FM. And here is what the 2012 All-Ireland winner had to say. Donegal uh, are lucky. They, 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 they breathe a sigh of relief to come away uh, with a result there. And listen, we, 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 we know the most important thing about league football is results. Two points. Uh, Donegal go back down the road. You, you asked me at one stage in the second half about you know a draw. And we said, no, 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 like we won the game. Jimmy Guinness be delighted with the result. And we we take a look at the performance again, uh, and it's two from two, and that's all we can ask of the boys. Um, Donegal still controlled the game that second half, just for maybe a period of the last maybe five, six, seven minutes when Kevin got a few scores. Kevin uh, will be very disappointed what 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 they did in front of goal, and 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 how wasteful they were. But equally, Donegal I think had um, they had about se- seven wides themselves, and uh, Jimmy Brennan had two the second half. McBrady had one. We just there's a few times in the second half we could we could have put the game to bed, and we didn't. But listen, result, two points. Breffney Park's not an easy place to come for anybody. You know, I know we have a good record here, but the way Cavan has been building, had a good one last week, uh, we'll take the two points and get out of here and enjoy our bank holiday weekend. Who was good for you today, Mark? Uh, listen, um, it's, it's always good of Sean Patton back in goals. And I think, you know, when the press really came on in the second half, he got them few balls over the top that really just give us that wee bit of uh, edge. I thought he was good. I thought... Um, you know, uh, listen, looking at the half-back lane, I thought Ryan McHugh and Keelan McGonigal really drove the fight from there. Uh, start, I know it's hard for start, you. Start, start listeners to say Ryan, Ryan was superb, though. Well, I thought, it, I thought, I thought, I thought they were. I thought Keelan McGonigal as well. The two of them in the half-back lane, same as last week, throw forward, started many's attacks. Uh, one freeze that, 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 that we converted. And, uh, yeah, brilliant. Looking at the middle of the field, we, we spoke about him enough during, during the game. Kieran Thompson, really, when, when the game was there to be won, he went and won it. Broke ball, caught ball, kick scores, did, it, did everything right. And then we just look up front. I thought Oshin Gallon, you know, every time he got the ball, he looked dangerous. He either won freeze or kick scores. And, you know, and I think he came out of the ball at the end there. How it is a free against him, I will never know. But uh, re- regardless of that, he uh, he had a super game um, as well by kicking. You know, we needed to kick the scores, he did. So, yeah, a lot of positives for Donegal. Uh, it's good to have Michael Langham back in the field. You know, he's rusty, obviously, in the... Uh, he was rusty, obviously, in the... Um, 
Rusty in the second half. Uh, the, the, the disappointment part, Paddy, obviously, is losing Owen Ban. And hopefully, uh, for all for all people listening to Donegal, that he's that he that he that he's not too bad and he can uh, you know recover quickly. But again, two points. The league's all about that, getting results. There's many of the teams over all over Ireland today don't really care about performance. About getting the points on the board, and we have it, and we'll get uh, uh, it'll go into the break now for the two weeks, and and you know as I said, we'll enjoy the the bank holiday weekend. Uh, four uh, four points out of four. Just going back over Oshin Gallon's performance, he was awesome wasn't he and yep. we know about it McBrearty your own club man he almost looks to be playing a really different role this year he's coming deeper isn't he linking up he's really encouraging for the rest of his group and I think going forward look it's early days but those lads could be lethal oh, they're when they're, they're, go up another level or two because it's in them as well and that's a compliment to them because they've both been really really good and you me and you actually spoke on the phone about four or five weeks ago you were on about Kieran Thompson and how good he is at club level and he done a lot of donkey work here, didn't he? The unnoticed work here today. He he was incredible. Oh, you know, we were after speaking about him, and 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 I know, um, you know, we we I've spoke a lot about you know Kieran Thompson playing midfield for Donegal because that is where he's been excelling for Glenties and Neve Connell over this last number of years. And by, for me, he's been the best club player in 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 Donegal six, seven, eight years. You know, even down to that, and he's been exceptional. And when 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 Neve Connell have needed him, he has stepped up. And when tonight when Donegal needed him, he stepped up around that middle. As I said, caught ball, broke ball. Um, uh, did everything you want your, your your midfielders to do and throw forward. Uh, just back to the boys inside, Gallon. You know, he was a joy to watch tonight. You know, left foot, right foot, it doesn't really matter. And he was very, very hard to mark. Anytime Donegal went running at them in the second half, they created Pollard. Patrick tapped and tap tap tapped over his few scores as well. There will be there'll be one or two that he would be disappointed that he didn't get that he you know that he missed that it wouldn't be like him. But again, he's growing, he's growing, he's getting he's getting a lot sharper. And and, and even Jamie Brennan, okay, he did miss them two or three shots, but he got himself in the position to get it. So if we got all our our, our inside line firing like that, um, you know, it's, we we we'll, we'll be a handful for the team. Um, but yeah, again, it's 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 a positive performance from Donegal, uh, a positive result from Donegal. Will they be happy? Will they be totally happy? It's a perfect performance. No, but but you don't need that at this time of the year. A different it's, type of win, Mark. Yeah, it's a different type of win. You know, everybody left la, left Balbofey last last week and and thought you know this was this was great and you know uh, that that we're going to hammer everybody. That's not the way football is. Football, you know, at, at any level now, if you're coming up against 15 top county county football footballers, it's going to be competitive and. Uh, as I said, Donegal, listen, they were always that wee bit just ahead of the Cavan and Cavan went chasing it towards the very end. Donegal controlled it, you know, as best they could. Again, we were two points up, that was no free and at the end, in my view and, uh, you know, there's a right Jim McGuinness went absolutely mental in the line and I think we all went mental up here ourselves how he even called that decision and, uh, and, and Donegal would have you know, got the two-point point, point victory. That could a huge impact, not just in the game, but in the entire Division 2, because we know in the final yeah, days in every division, it's these big decisions, I know they're only human, they're, but they're, they're, you do get the manager's frustration. They're the ones working hard for four, five, six months. They're, they're big decisions, and you know, when we, we speak about small margins throughout games about players, but big decisions like that, you know, what what happens if Cavan, and Cavan did one, the, 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 the kick-out, and they end up getting a goal or a point, and you know, you're right, you're 100% right, and... and, and that, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe we're being blindsided here because we're from Donegal, but no way for us looking down there that was ever a free out. Oshin Gallon was tripped. He was, he, it, it was as clear a free you'll ever see. I, I thought, I thought the referee had gone up the field and he, he didn't see what was going on. He turned his back or something and he didn't see it. And that's that, that's just pure, that's pure, pure officiating, you know. And uh, I, I don't think, I don't think he's seen it. So. Um, 
yeah, listen, that's again, we don't want to be speaking about referees. We're speaking about two points. We've got them. Uh, we've, you know, we'd arrange, we'd range of different scores today. Probably not as much as we had against Cork. You know, we're looking at the boys inside, Paddy, Oshin. Uh, um, Kieran Thompson's uh, scored, you know, but other than that, we probably didn't have a wild range uh, of, of, of of kickers today that we did, and maybe that's something we'll we'll, we'll look at. But uh, again, um, it's 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 a job done and a day's work, and you know we we, we could come up against Kevin down the line again. They're, they're they seem to be going all right, Kevin. You know they'll be they'll be disappointed uh, definitely in front of goal today. Um, James Smith, you know we we we, we laugh joked. Um, you know, first you don't succeed, try, try again. He did kick one at the very end, but you know he he was wasteful in front of the goals. Park Faulkner was very wasteful in front of the goals today. So they could have won a game between the two of them, and uh, that's that's what they'll take the positive. They're probably you know they'll look and they'll they'll say that Donegal's been moving well this last few weeks, and they put it up to them and took them down the stretch, and they they they, they could they could have got a result. So uh, you know I think Kevin will not be too disappointed. This is probably one that they might have looked at. You know that, you know that, that they might they, they want to be. I'm not saying too confident going into it, but they, they have other games in this division that they'll be targeting a lot more. Short-term aims, let's be honest. Mechanic Cup, once it's over, people forget about it. There's two aims this year. One is get back promoted for Donegal. Two is obviously the 20th of April. And it's it's been a good start, hasn't it, to the league? Because Cork were seen as a team on the way up. Okay, they lost today to Loud. And Cavan were definitely going to be one of the teams in the top three, four. We saw Meath Kildare lose this night, so... There's a break next weekend. I'd imagine as a player you like that as well, even though it'll probably be hard training. Fermanagh are a dogged, tough team. They'll be coming to Letterkenny in two weeks, but if Donegal can win that, be odds on to get back promoted, wouldn't they? Yeah, and, and, and as you said at the very start, you know, you, you you won your first two matches and there's a bit of a high and there's a bit of confidence. And or now, you know, you wouldn't like to be in Cork's position tonight that haven't lost two. You wouldn't like to be in Kildare's position, you know, the moral the morale within the team, within the county, people start speaking about things, stories start start, you know, coming out, and that's not what you want, and that's just feeds into different things. So listen, as a Donegal man, Paddy, we're we're delighted with sitting on four points after two games. And uh yeah, uh, for mana and Donegal have had battles, you know, more recently, probably in Letterkenny in the last few years, where Fermanagh beat us there. So, we, the one thing about Jim McGuinness and, 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 and his team, his managing team, they'll not take an eye of the ball. I spoke here, was you know, was it was it after the after the McKenna Cup match? They take it day to game at a time. This week it was all focused towards Cavan. Um, next week and, the, and and the following week will be all focused towards Fermanagh and so forth and so forth. And that's the way it's working. That's the way it should work. You know, um, again, the only the only real negatives, I suppose, you can speak about today is obviously Pattern Moore. Hogan uh, couldn't play. He's injured. Um, you know, um, Kieran, well, Kieran, Kieran Moore as well seemed to seemed to have picked up an injury. He didn't feature, and Owen Ban going off. So hopefully, you know, the two weeks breaks that could clear them up. We might see Jason McGee back. You know, we spoke about Connor Don, Keelan McCallaghan. I know they're a bit low, longer injuries. Nyla Don, I've seen him out there warming up. He's 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 looking. He's looking nifty as well. So he they'll be all itching to get back, and they'll create competition for places. And that is when you are in a good position. When you have competition all over the field for places, you know, even we'll even talk about you know Gavin Mulroney had a brilliant game last week, putting pressure on Sean Patton, making him better. And and, and and Sean knows if, if, if you know if his standards are not up that he'll be replaced and that's that competition all over the field and if you have that training's good if you have that attitude's good and the rest will follow yes my thanks to Mark McHugh there for staying on with me for to record the Donegal GAA podcast and of course for his company during the match which was live on Ocean FM watching the match in the stand was St. Nolds' Brian McCabe, of course, involved with many Donegal underage teams over the past couple of years. You don't miss many bra- matches, Brian, if you've ever missed one, but Donegal win by a point. What are your 
immediate thoughts and emotions after that one. Yeah, Paddy was probably a good result in the end up. We probably didn't play as well as we hoped, but Camille's an away game. And, you know, you're happy to get down the road with two points. That's the main thing, Paddy, in the league. Talked to you a few weeks ago and I said that Donegal will be looking to target the first two league games and they're four out of four now. So that's that's a good start, Paddy, and they'll be happy. You know, probably the disappointing thing out of the game today, Own Bam seemed to pick up an injury there, so that could be a wee bit concerning. But performance-wise, wasn't great. It was kind of a scrappy. I would say the breeze played a big part in it. But overall, you know, it was... I thought the referee kind of lost control of the game there a wee bit towards the end and you know, Donegal probably should have kicked on and put the game to bed but left Cavan you know in the game but overall Paddy you know it was it was just it was a poor it was probably a poor enough spectacle overall but Donegal be happy enough with the two points I think coming into it Cavan are the word is really positive on Raymond Galligan and like Obviously, they won Ulster in 2020. The past couple of years, they'll be they'll be fairly disappointed, but there's definitely a feeling that they're growing. There's a lot of good players in Cavan. Even seen them with club football this year. You know, Arvo in the junior. We saw Bally Hayes. We saw, you know, Lockdown. I thought they were terrific against Neve Connell and Lucky. Cavan football is slowly finding its feet. So this wasn't an easy game coming up here. We both said, off air, four or five weeks ago, we were talking on the phone, we thought Cavan would be a tough game. So it's not like Donegal are taking on a Division 4 team here and struggle to get out with a win. This is a decent Cavan team. Yeah, really good Cavan team. Paddy, they have a lot of good players. You know, Paddy Lynch in their full forward line. Um, uh, Mike Fiti at centre half forward, you know, the, the Brady's, you know, uh, Faulkner wing half back. Them boys would make a lot of teams back. Jason McLaughlin, Jason McLaughlin, you know, he's going out of the gear there from Frost's, so, you know, he knows what he's about. You know, it's a good Cavan team. They have a, a huge set backroom team there of Katrina McCairn and Stephen O'Neill's involved with them, so they know what they're about. And, you know, Raymond Galligan. You know, it was a big step for him to take it on, but they seem to be very positive and they had a big support here today too, Paddy. Just looking at the Donegal team that started okay, Sean Patton, Mark thought was superb and he was he was excellent. I thought Mulroney done really well as well, but we've we've two very good goalkeepers now. Patton was really good. He's very good when you're under pressure, isn't he? Particularly midway through the second half. Yeah, his kickouts are unbelievable, Paddy. I think we got maybe three, four scores off them today. You know. And I don't. It's just the way he kicks the ball. He just seems to get through the ball, and it just players don't really have to work hard to get the ball and kick. It's out. a low trajectory, yeah, and it's a different kick out than Gavin's, and that's no disrespect to Gavin. Gavin done really well last week, but Sean Patton's just a different animal on kickouts, Paddy. Uh, I know he missed a free today. That probably Gavin would kicked over the bar, you know. So you're getting what you're losing one, you're getting with the other. But you know you have to admire Sean Patton's kickouts today, and I think we got definitely got two, if not three, scores off them. Mark was very complimentary of Ryan and I know look it's his brother he was excellent though wasn't he he did quite similar performance this week as last week we know about Ryan the past couple of years he, look he's two all-stars breaking forward and that, but he's doing really good mopping up work this year isn't he yeah he's a huge player Paddy he didn't play a lot last year All t- you know, but he's just a new man this year he's a huge he's two brilliant games I thought he I honestly thought he was man of the match last week himself and Keelan McGonigal and in the two of them today put on a big shot I think that's the rate today when we lost Keelan McGonigal we lost it away a wee bit uh, but overall I thought Ryan was really good there were a ball there towards the end where he, he took out three players by just his quick movement he's just uh He's just uh, really, really good. And I thought another player of the day that showed great leadership was Kieran Thompson. You know, kicked a brilliant score in the first half, and from the kick out, he took a brilliant mark. You know, and I thought he really showed showed a lot of leadership today too, Paddy. I thought Thompson was 
outstanding. I'm not sure who got the official man of the match. I know the TV cameras weren't here today, but Thompson wouldn't be far away. Look, Gallen was incredible. Orndotty and Shane O'Donnell. Uh, Orndotty really grew into it. Gassy took a big hit there in the second half. Not sure what kind of injury, but he had a huge 10 minutes then. A bit like Thompson, the kind of 15 minutes before that, a really important one. Orndotty really kind of grew into this one. Because that half forward lane, of course, missing Patter Mogan today as well. We're not sure what that's about, your own club, man. Yeah, seeing Patter Patter out there, see, I would say it must be a hand injury. See, he's strapping on his fingers there. So I don't know about himself, but he must have picked up some kind of. I thought today we probably a player I was really impressed with during the McKenna Cup and last week was Kieran Moore he gives us wild legs Paddy and he can cover ground I thought at times today we looked a wee bit flat maybe the boys put on a big week training so you know they probably they'll be happy to get out of here Paddy but Oshin Gallon, you know some of the scores there Paddy I think he ended up with six Paddy got four was it Paddy got five sorry four and Jimmy Brennan you know I thought Jimmy Brennan put in a, a big hour there probably we've been unlucky with a few shot selections you know we got a score there in the second half probably kicked two poor wides but overall his work rate and Paddy McBerty seems to is working really really hard off the ball Paddy that's what Mark and myself said it's almost a different type of player because look we know about him club and county over the past decade or so he's relentless what a player but he's becoming a real focal point now around almost the middle third isn't he as well as kicking scores yeah he's really he's really working hard it's probably a new part of his game but he seems to be coming out the field more and leaving Ushing Gallon inside on his own at times but you know Ushing Gallon you know some of the scores he kicked Paddy there the day were, were top drawer you know and really good to see him I know he probably had a wee knock there last week and it was good to see Michael Langan getting back in there today because if we're going to progress Paddy we're going to need more out of the players like Michael Langan Michael Langan's a huge player to have back isn't he he's if Donegal are to do are going to have any success and have a positive year you're going to have to have Michael Langan there plain and simple and still no Keelan McColgan believe that's going to be another couple of weeks now O'Donnell so Starting to get a couple of lads from the treatment table back. Of course, Jason McGee as well need to get him back. And just had a lot of messages over the past couple of weeks. Just wondering about Oren McFadden Ferry. And I hate talking about guys that are not in or that. I'm led to believe that he's gone. He's in Australia. But I'm not, and if he's listening or any of his friends are listening, I apologise if I'm getting that wrong. But he won't be available this year. I know he had a really bad injury in that. And look, it was Donny Goff up. Absolutely not. And he's a great guy. So I don't think he's available this year, isn't he? No, no I think he's still about Australia, Paddy. You know, a really talented lad. And you would love to have him because he's. He's just a different animal than some of the, you know, he takes a different side to the game than some of the boys we have. He's a real dog, you know, he can man mark. You know, probably, as I go back to earlier, Paddy, I think the, the, probably the biggest worry today will be Owen Ban. You'll be hoping that he's not too serious. I know it's it, just muscular, maybe yeah, a hitter. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're probably looking now, we have a week off next week, and then we have Fermanagh and Letter Kenny in two weeks' time. So, you know, we're sitting four, four points out of four. I think Jim will be happy enough. You know, Fermanagh, in fairness, them have three out of four. A lot of people were probably thinking Fermanagh were going to be going to be the team that's going to be relegated. You know, so, Paddy, the, you know, the league's starting to take a wee bit of shape after the day. You know, you have Cork played two two defeats, you know, which me were beat last night. So, you know, these Ulster teams, Paddy, that's the difference. You know, you can see the difference between playing Cavan today and playing Cork next week. There are going to be no easy games when you're playing Ulster teams. But I think the big one, Paddy, is, you know, if we can get over Fermanagh, that'll leave us on six and we go to Armagh. And that's probably going to be the big game. Yeah, I think it will. That's, of course, round four for Manas. I was just actually looking here over the past number of years many points would you need to get promoted well last year last year was unusual though because you had Derry and Dublin they ended up on 13 and 12 points so that's at least 6 wins okay the year before it was 12 points and 12 points 
the year before that again that's six wins the year before that was 11 and 9 before that 12 10 11 11 11 10 so look if you get to 12 points you're going to get promoted that's six wins you are it's five wins and two draws but the way it's shaping up this year I think probably 11 five wins and a draw might get you up and you must remember other teams are going to take points of others I have the table in front of me. It's not the updated one. It's the one before coming into today. Uh, well, it's, uh, I actually wrote it out this morning after this night. And Meath Kildare with disastrous starts, really, for both of them. Meath, a point from two games. They would have fancied beating for man at home. Kildare have lost two from two. Uh, Loud will be delighted with their win today. So it's, um, you know, as we said, if you win two, it's not 38 games a year. It's not the Premiership. You win two, you're looking at promotion, plain and simple. You lose two, you're looking at relegation because it's just bang, bang, short nature of it. Yeah, big time, Paddy. You look at Cork. Cork, you were thinking, looking at them last year, they were very impressive. Remember watching them against Derry and Crow Park. You know, they weren't far away and they're probably looking now that, you know, two games played, no points. I think they've our math next week or in two weeks' time. So, you know, there could be three, three games played and no points and you're, with the way that... The, the Sam Maguire is now if you get relegated out of Division 2 you could be end up not being in it and for a county like Cork that would be huge yeah there's absolutely no doubt about that just final word so just for Donegal supporters I don't think anybody's going to be getting ahead of themselves I said last week it's Kinda, it's not Jim McGuinness's fault that uh, he's back himself in terms of he brings this uh, he, there'll be a hype around it but things are being done right we're led to believe and it's a great sign isn't it we have a brilliant management team in place we've almost full buy-in from everybody okay one or two guys might be going travelling but it's not because they don't want to play for Donegal it's just maybe seeking out other adventure and so on fair play to them but when you walk in and I've seen the team coming in a few teams it's great to see the best players in Donegal involved because I think maybe last year ah, not as much the year before the year before that though, hadn't full buy-in and it was kind of frustrating for anybody so while we may not get any silverware this year at least things are to be done right and you won't, we won't look back with any regrets of what-ifs yeah Paddy looks everything Jim, Jim's Jim and he'll do everything everything will be 100% until we know no half measures with Jim but there's great you know there's a great buzz about the place people talking about football again and it's great to see you know we all love the old football Paddy and it's great there's a great huge t- Donegal support here today remember last year last league game of the year been down in Roscommon and there were hardly 50 people at it Paddy when you see the crowd here today so it's all good you know when the county's going well, club football will be going well and there's a big interest growing again in Donegal football. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And I just want to give a big shout out to the ladies that had a big win today against Westmeath, 1-9 to 1-3. That was a big win after last week. Yeah, and it was Janda John Mack during the week there and they were very disappointed with last week. They didn't perform too well against Kildare. You know, the four points out of six now, so... You know, we'll be happy with that there, Paddy, and they'll get back now, hopefully get promotion where they want to be and they want to get back into Division 1, talking to John and get a good run in the Championship, you know, and it's good for the girls. You know, they put in as much effort as the men's team and John Mackner, a weather man, you know, he's well organised, he's shrewdly, he's been about long enough, so no, really good for them, Paddy. And good win for the Donegal Hurlers as well against Wicklow today. So they got off to a brilliant start as well, Brian. Yeah, big one for the Hurlers, you know, down in Ockram is a long old journey. And, you know, fair play to them. You have a hand it to Mickey McCann and the Hurlers to put in a huge, huge work as well, you know. And he's a great man. I would know him there personally. And he's a sound man. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And I know people are screaming in and they're saying, why are you not covering the ladies and why are you not covering the, the hurlers on the podcast because we're just covered unfortunately the Sunday podcast is just from the match we're at and we can't be two places at once because the ladies hurlers and the men's are usually out on the same day so there you have it Brian McCabe thank you so much for joining me here on the Donegal GAA podcast enjoy the breakdown next weekend for Man in Two Weeks good man Paddy thanks a million
Okay, so thanks to Brian McCabe and before that, All-Ireland winner with Donegal in 2012, Mark McHugh. Up next, it's Mark's brother, Ryan McHugh, who had a brilliant afternoon in Breffney Park. Here he is talking to various reporters. Yeah, listen, it's great to win all games, so it is. Um, I suppose it was a different type of game today. Felt we uh, felt we made a lot, of, a lot of wrong decisions today, and you know made a lot of hard work for ourselves. But listen, the main thing I suppose coming down here was getting the two points, and thankfully we done that today. Made hard work for ourselves, so we did. But listen, like every game, some good, some bad. We'll, we'll uh, regroup. Um, we'll enjoy. We'll enjoy the moral of the bank holding the day off and we'll regroup on Tuesday and reassess things. Yeah, a few times there you got a four point lead, which is a big lead given the conditions and the type of game it was. But they kept coming back at you? It was, yeah, you know, the last couple of leaders, Calvin, have always been in up and talk with us, you know. Um, we played them in, I suppose, the Betis in the famous Ultra final in 2020 and the year after. Then Clonus in the semi final was an up and talk as well. So it's always been very, very tight between Donegal and Calvin in recent years. So there's going to be no difference today, so it wasn't. So um, they've a lot, a lot of top quality players and we knew that coming down. and we're just delighted to be honest with you, you get the points with four points now and, and we, we get a week off and we get ready for Fermanagh. Was it a matter of keeping your nerve when they got close back to one point there again a couple of times? Yeah, I suppose it was, you know, when you're in the middle of it, Charlie, I suppose it's it's difficult, you know, to to see different things and to work on different things. But you know, I suppose it's always trying to stick to the game plan, trying to get out. I thought we when Kevin pressed up in the second half the second half I should say the cause there's a few problems, but that's something to work on. I suppose maybe something that we'd be happy on. Maybe in recent years, the last two or three years in games like that, we might enough came away with the two points, we might end up with a draw or lost the game. So to get over the line and get the two points is is, is great great for us. Some great scores there given the conditions, but some poor misses as well, Ryan. There was, you know, there, there was a real real mixed bag in both in both halves, you know, the one was tough. Um, kicking even with it was was tough, you know. But and, and I think it showed on both teams. It wasn't just Donegal, you know. Calvin had, had some bad wides as well, so it was. So it was tough. I think to be fair, Oshin at the end was an unbelievable kick. So it was to, to give us that wee bit wee cushion. And thank you, we held out. How important to one away games in the national league games? Massive. You know, it's 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 not easy. No matter what division we're in or where you go, it's not easy to one away games. I think last weekend in, in, in the league was a wee bit out of the norm. You know, a lot of away victories. But I think this weekend there was a lot more home victories. So there was, you know, and and, and you know. I don't think you really understand how it is, tough it is until you really come to these grounds, you know. So to get away with a one point victory is, is all you ask for and thankfully we've well, we got two points David, thankfully we we got the one. And Jim shuffled the pack there in terms of people starting and people coming back, which is good to see everybody getting an opportunity there. Yeah, listen, down the road it's gonna be a, we're gonna need a massive squad we are, thankfully we're getting a few guys back from injuries. Unfortunately we lost one or two today, the likes of Owen Ban and these boys again, but uh, you're going to need a massive squad. It's not just 15, 16 players anymore. It's it's up to it's up to 25, 26 that you're going to need. You know the games come so so thick and fast. You're going to need you're going to need players coming off the bench. I think our subs give us a huge huge lift today. So the Ocean Coffee, Jack McKelvey, and these boys coming on really injected a lot of pace into it, and they give us that wee bit of energy. I think that we needed. Yeah, and given the physicality of these games, now you're going to have injuries. You just have to deal with them. It's part and parcel of the sport, unfortunately. You know, and, and not just Gaelic and all sports. So it is injuries are going to be part and parcel of it. You, you like just to hope and, and pray that you get a wee bit of luck down the year later on in the year that you don't have as many injuries as possible but it's all part and parcel of it unfortunately in sports you're going to have injuries and, and you know we, we have a top class medical team and a top top, top class S and C team it's up to them to keep us in the best shape possible and thankfully they're doing that at the minute at the minute how vital now to get this week's rest because you've had a hectic time with the mechanic cup and with these two big games coming back to back Ryan yeah it's 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 busy so it is but it's it's what you want as a player you know you want games don't get me wrong I'm really looking forward to the week off so it is but um, we'll reassess we'll get back and we'll get ready for Fermanagh and I suppose it's two weeks now you know who had a great victory against Kildare last night actually watched the game and you know, there's 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 a, nearly a wee league within this division too. There's so many Ulster teams, but it's great. You know, it's it's very very competitive, and that's what you want as a player: challenging yourself against top teams. And thankfully, we have the chance to do that. Well done today, Ryan. Well done, Ryan. Good to be back. Obviously, after last year, like I know we haven't really been touching base with you since. Like, you know, it must have been 
Well, it's been very tough when you, you know, yeah. not playing. Yeah, it was, Ryan. Yeah, you know, I don't... Uh, I, I, I never take it for granted getting the opportunity to play for Donegal. I love, I love getting to represent my county. Unfortunately, just last year didn't didn't go my way with a with a few injuries and have to travel a wee bit with work. And and it was a a, a massive decision for me personally. Never never thought I would ever do it in my life. You know, step away from a, from a county setup. But um, unfortunately, just had to do it. But delighted to be back. So I am, you know, and and, and delighted to have, to have Jim back on board and everyone back on board. And you know, I'm getting that wee bit older now. Unfortunately, so I am. But I, I get, I cherish every single time I get to put on the Donegal jersey. And like, do you feel refreshed? Well, because like you've been on that in the county treadmill, like from straight out of minor and to yeah. senior, like you know. Yeah, you know, it's something I didn't really think about it to be honest with you. You know, maybe maybe when I retire and look back and things, it's something that I do. I do no point in lying. I do definitely feel refreshed and I feel energized. If that's to do with the year off, or is it just I mean, you know, Jim coming back and giving a ring a lift? I'm, I'm not fit to put a finger on it, but I do listen. I do feel energized. The first half maybe didn't show that tonight, but listen, definitely delighted to be back and you know, delighted to be given a ring. And not just me, you know, the whole team in there. We're, we, we 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 feel in a privileged opportunity and a position to, but you know, we smile sometimes when the people of Donegal's faces. Hopefully, we've done that tonight and we're honoured and. and, and privilege to be given the chance to do that. What do you make of this um, this big press that we're seeing Donegal do and <laughs> Cavan do and, and, and all these teams? Is, is, this, is this what we're going to see throughout the year, do you think? Hopefully, you know, I think it's it's good. You know, maybe it was tough. Maybe the scoreline didn't reflect the day, but I think, you know, Cavan, I suppose, pressed up extremely, extremely hard on us uh, in the first half. I don't know, maybe the one conditions, different stuff has to, has to do with it, but football evolves all the time, so it does. You know, it's, it's, I actually don't know how I watched the game in Ulster final in 2001 there. Just happened to pop up on my YouTube there last day and actually clicked it on our man Tyrone and it looks like a different sport you know but that's just the evolution of evolution of sport not just Gaelic football all sports do that you see in soccer now it's more keep ball possession based and all that kind of stuff you know so just long way last I think I'm not you can answer if it's good from a spectator point of view don't get me wrong it's tough to play and it's really high energy and stuff but that's where you train every single week and that's where you train every single day is to be fit to put in the performances on the pitch of the weekend um, Armagh last night there wasn't quite as much pressing you know but it's still a good game a very good performance from Armagh how do you see the, the sort of league shaping up now after two games yeah I didn't actually see Armagh last night it wasn't on TV you watched for Man and Kildare but watched a wee bit of them against uh, Louth um, the first week so it is so I suppose as I touched on you know it's nearly like a wee mini league within a league this one there's that many Ulster teams but I suppose ourselves and Armagh now is on, on, on four points and it's, it's really really tight there's never any teams that pull away you know I suppose in, Divi in Division 2 to, to aim to get to Division 1 you're going to have won six or seven games so it's really just taking it week on week so it is you know so we for Man and X another Ulster team it's going to be a huge huge battle up in Letterkenny so it is but it's something you know as a footballer you want to play games so it is and we're getting the opportunity week in week out to play games so we're really looking forward to it. we're not looking past any, any match you know I know it is a cliche but we're, we're, we're definitely not doing that well you can't afford to I suppose no def definitely definitely not you can't you know as a touchdown for Mana had a great one against Kildare this night looked really really good really strong powerful runners you know it's same, same as Calvin today really especially the first half thought they, <coughs> thought they caused us a lot of problems just running at us you know so it's something that we have to work on I suppose now during the week and going into next week to try and prevent that happening yeah. can I just add your yeah. Your full forward line there, O'Shane, Paddy and Jimmy. I mean, obviously, giving you a terrific cutting edge. Well, it's great to see O'Shane Gallum soak back and play so well. It's great, you know. I suppose O'Shane's been a wee bit unlucky in his, in his career, maybe up to last year. You know, he's had a, a lot of injuries and differences and stuff. So, touch wood, he gets a, a real run of it. He's a phenomenal player, you know. We've seen in the Donegal Club Championship last year just how phenomenal he is, you know. And to be fair to all the boys around him, Paddy and Jimmy, they're feeding off him. We're blessed in Donegal, I think, to be fair, the last, you know, suppose forever nearly, not forever, but, you know, always in Donegal teams are going well. They've a good forward going back to Michael Murphy going back to Tony Boyle and all these boys Brendan Devaney Adrian Sweeney you know we've always had top top class inside forwards and thankfully with Paddy Jamie and Oshin at the moment we have that as well 
Okay, next on the Donegal GAA podcast, we hear from the Cavan perspective, and I'm delighted to be joined, and I'm not just saying that, by one of the best sports journalists in the country, it's sports editor with the Anglo-Celt, Paul Fitzpatrick, of course, does fantastic work with the Irish Times as well, I know during the championship has a brilliant column in that as well, known right throughout the land, and I'm always stalking Paul's work in the lead-up to any Cavan matches, and in particular the Donegal games, Paul, thanks for joining me here on the Donegal GAA podcast. We're delighted with one point when the Cavan feeling on that one. Yeah, I thought you were quite funereal there in, in your intro at the start, Paddy. I thought this was going to be a sort of a house private um, <laughs> flowers in lieu of donations job. But look, it's, it, it is disappointing for Cavan. Um, viewed in the wider context, if we were offered to beat Kildare and, and to lose Donegal by a point most Cavan supporters would have taken that because um, Cavan have been in the lower divisions for the last few years now and really haven't had a scalp we're talking about since they lost the final in 2020 it didn't take me long to bring that one up um, but so so I, I think look there is disappointment after that game because it was clear that a huge effort went in there everyone knows Donegal are one of the best teams in this division probably between Donegal and Armagh to be fair so it's disappointing to to for the Cavan lads to put in such an effort to come away with nothing not even a point from it but I think Donegal deserved it I thought Donegal were the better side just about um, and led most of the way after the first 15 minutes Donegal almost always had a cushion um, and probably used the win better as well they kicked some f- sublime points in the first half Gallen, uh, Thompson McBrearty you know, they were stroking over lovely points using the win very well so probably built up that match win in tally in the first half and just Cavan just left themselves a little bit too much to do and just didn't just have that little bit of class that Donegal had but Gallen in particular impressed me You mentioned the 2020 Ulster final I was travelling that day from Longford to Armagh it was a tough time and sport was bringing us some joy and what was you know society was difficult at the time and I thought Donegal were going to win three in a row that day and the first time I got nervous was I stopped off in Clonus I know it's in County Monaghan but I picked up the Anglo-Celt and you had a piece on it that, that morning on my way to the game and I couldn't believe how confident you were and I tip it into a WhatsApp group these lads are actually confident that they can beat Donegal you were mentioning high balls and you were mentioning XYZ and I go this Paul Fitzpatrick lad he thinks they're going to win and there's a few emojis I wouldn't say that they were <laughs> no criticism of you but you actually had me worried but on that because I was reading it again during the week and you were saying that the victory against Kildare in the opening round was probably the best in, what, 15, 20 years in the opening round of the league. And Cavan, why have Cavan not kicked on from the 2020 Ulster final? It's a good question, uh, Paddy. I suppose, uh, well, first of all, on the Kildare game, it is it was Cavan's best win in the first round of the league in about 20 years. But the context for that is that Cavan have been drawn away from home uh, 21 years out of 24 in the first round of the league which is a total head scratcher and, and the championship some ridiculous style isn't it yeah always get a tough draw in the championship <laughs> always seem to be in the preliminary round as well so that, that's a factor so Cavan's form in the first round of the league has, has generally been very poor but that said we also were in division 4 for a year and division 3 for 2 years so you weren't getting the opportunity to take good scabs so I think it was a perfect storm after 2020 because Cavan went into that shortened league in 2021 lost by a point to Fermanagh the first game beat Longford and then played Derry here and were beaten by two points and I remember uh, sitting here and you know, four or five minutes after the Cavan game was over Cavan were still going into the Division um, 2 playoffs as it was at the time or sorry Division 3 playoffs as it was at the time but there was a late score in Brewster 
Nixon Cavan ended up in a relegation playoff. Now the defeat to Wicklow was inexcusable. That was horrendous. But Cavan found, found themselves in the lower divisions, and I I think that's what hurt Cavan the most. Playing Division Four and Division Three, it's just not good preparation for for the Ulster Championship. And they were caught out then when it came to the bit in the Ulster Championship. And the Talshin, I suppose, left it behind them the first year. Last year, beating Fair and Square in the quarter final by Darren. So there's only six or seven survivors now for 2020 on the team. So it's you know you still have the same spine, but it's more or less a new side, a lot of new players. And where's Cavan football at overall? Because I was here for the Ulster Club. I saw Gowna should have taken out Neve Connell. Let's be fair, everybody from Neve Connell would even say it. We saw Arva won the Junior All-Ireland. Ballyhays took out some huge scalps uh, on their route to the Ulster final and, you know, were unlucky against Cullihanna. Is there a positive vibe? Is there a mood changer in Cavan football over the past couple of years because of the success of the clubs? Yeah, I think this year there was, especially Arva who won the All Ireland, because no Cavan club had won an All Ireland since Drumgoon won a junior in way back in two thousand and two, when it was before it even had official status at the time. So that gave things things a huge boost. What Cavan did a few years ago was uh, sort of rearrange their championships, so that at one time maybe seven or eight years ago there were seventeen senior teams in Cavan. We have forty clubs, which I think is the same as Donegal, but they've changed that now. So there are twelve twelve in senior and. It has just left it that there's less deadwood in senior. It's probably something Donegal need to look at. There's there's less sort of fat on the bone in senior, and it's left that our junior and intermediate teams are that bit stronger as well. And it's just we we do have three very good championships, but our underage, I suppose, have have um, been competitive, but generally have we've been finding a way to lose games. Like you saw the minors last year against Donegal here, two late goals for Donegal, so they've been knocking on the door. But I think overall. You know, there's a core group of players on the senior team who have given it a huge, huge number of years. Killian the Gunner, Brady, Oshin Kernan from Casarahan, who wasn't playing today. There's two Oshin Kernans, Park Faulkner, Killian Clark, Kieran Brady, Darren McFeedy, Jerry Smith. Those lads all came off the minor and under 21 teams who were winning, you know, 10 years ago. And I think that around that core, then they're trying to build a new team of sort of scrapings of underage teams. There was a good team out in us under 20 final a couple of years ago, but. You know, there's good players there. Like like Lynch has come in, Niall Carlin has come in. They are good players, but um, you know, we, we, Cavan need those fellas now to lead things, and not just sort of be relying on the same seven or eight fellas who have been there for ten years now. We're classing this as a good win for Donegal. I'm just looking at that Cavan team. Just to accompany your last point, roughly speaking, I know it's only February. It's always hard to estimate, but roughly how many championship starters do you think Cavan were missing today? Are we looking at maybe three or four? Yeah, not many, not many. Let's be honest. There might be a bolter or two. There's a couple of fellas on the bench who are who are sort of rookies, but but they're good players. Um, looking at Ryan Brady there, who who might make it. Keen Madden will be a championship starter. He was away over Christmas and he's just getting back into things. Connor Brady, his clubmate from Garner as well, would usually be a starter. But there, but there aren't that many more. So Cavan were, were strong there today. Like this is a huge league for Cavan, and the, you know we've got to try and get into the Sam Maguire. And and the annoying thing about it, if you look the way the results are going, is. A lot of Cavan supporters would have, would have said, "Look, we got to finish ahead of, would say, Fermanagh and Loud, someone, something like that." So that's we just got to beat those those two in the standings, and that'll get us into the Sam. Now both of those teams are going well. They both had good wins this weekend. Mead and Kildare are struggling, but but the downside of that is Mead are guaranteed to be in Sam. Mm. Kildare are avoiding Dublin in the Leinster draw. They could make a Leinster final. That gives them a Sam McGuire spot. Uh, you've got Clare in Division Three who who. Uh, have a nice path to a Munster final as well they're all leading up spots in the Sam Maguire so 
potentially Cavan might need to finish as high as fifth to get to Sam Maguire which is going to be a big ask so unfortunately come out the wrong side of this one point um, loss this evening that could have ramifications down the line on that though in the last one I know you want to go home it's very late the, the lights are off here we are and I love Jimmy Gannis because he never sways away from it he says he wants to win Ulster it's a competition he's mentioned the Railway Cup a couple of years ago he was talking to Brendan Devaney and he said the Railway Cup was talked down and it was a fantastic competition he loves the Ulster Championship and I love the Ulster Championship and I know you love the Ulster Championship it's given us great days you know and both of us and, that, and it's another competition but Ulster counties are at a grave disadvantage aren't they I know I'm kind of digressing from the original point but you just talk about certain teams get loopholes into a provincial final it's virtually impossible in Ulster for that to happen, isn't it? It is. If you look at this year, take Cavan, for example. Cavan would probably have to beat Monaghan in the first game, which is Division 1 team. We've just beaten Dublin last weekend. Um, we then, we'd have to beat probably Tyrone, and then we'd have maybe Donegal or Derry. Like, so two of the best teams in the country. So Cavan would have to beat, beat three of the top ten teams in Ireland to, to get to, into the Sam, Sam Maguire through the championship route. Whereas you take Clare and they have to be one Division 4 team to get to the same stage so it's completely unfair but I love though um, McGuinness's comment McGuinness is kind of like yeah it is tougher but we also have that extra prize of a, of a provincial title that's worth winning that other counties don't which I thought that was very refreshing to hear Like, yeah Kerry fans are not talking about winning Munster and whatever 05, 07 or that but you'll be able to go 1997 I was a child up in the hill or in the Pat McGrain and I'll mention gee, 2011 because I don't really remember 92 they're great memories we have that maybe others don't have that's it. That's it. They're they're the great days. Like there's something unique about it. I I hate to see the downgrading of those to championship myself, but um, like when you look at what Cavan met Donegal in 2022, it was the first full house sort of thing after yeah. after COVID and so on. Sun was shining. Okay, the result didn't go the way of Cavan, but what an occasion! And and like it's a pity to see those occasions sort of diluted. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Finally, where Cavan going to finish in the League Division Two? You just go to Cork. Next, Donegal home to Fermanagh. Meath and Kildare are really struggling, aren't they? Meath one point from two games, Kildare zero from two, and Cork zero from two. So, must win for Cavan next week. I think it is, or two weeks. Sorry, we've break next week. Yeah, it's. I don't think it's a must win because we we still have what look on paper like some winnable games still to come. So, have you used Armagh home or away? Armagh's away. Okay. That's like so. That's going to be tough, obviously, but. Um, we have Mead at home and then we have Fermanagh at home the last day so that's two games that Cavan will, will be targeting and also we have Loud and RD in round four so I kind of thought from the, out, from the outset of it, a seven game programme round four is the midpoint and I think Cavan's league probably hinges on round four we have two points in the bag now if Cavan could get a win over an RD in round four that's going to be the big one that would leave you in good shape you have four points now the last time Cavan were in Division 2 under Mickey Graham they went down on six but it's rare to go down on six so you'd be hopeful that Regardless of what happens in Cork, if Cavan could beat Loud, you'd have four points after four games and you'd still have Mead and Fermanagh at home to come. I, I'm confident Cavan will stay in the division. I am confident. Oh, yeah. I've no doubt Cavan will stay in the... Is that the mindset here? He's framing it that way because from the outside, I'd be saying Fermanagh have a great chance of getting... But genuinely, I'm not just saying this because you're coming on my podcast. If Mark McHugh was here and Brian McCabe was here, we'd say, no, no, I don't think Cavan will be anywhere near relegation. That, yeah. that, that's... That, it's easier for me to maybe survey and take the helicopter view on that but no way I thought you were going to finish with Cavan would be looking at promotion there no I'm not to be honest I'm, 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 my heart is warmed by, by that comment from you because maybe that maybe I'm just being a pessimistic Cavan man and over the years you get so many disappointments that you you, you have a jaundiced view of things but I, I do think that 
I think most Cavan supporters with the, with the, new, the new management and so on I think most Cavan supporters would take staying in the division as I said earlier it would be very disappointing to finish sixth for example and miss out on Sam if it fell away but if Cavan could get into the Sam Maguire stay in this division you know I think it would represent a decent spring's work because it's not like there's a whole cavalry of young lads coming into that Cavan team what we have there at the minute is what we have there's a, a very experienced team you have seven or eight lads there who, who are over the 100 caps at this stage so like whatever we're going to do we're going to do it in the next year or two I think and after that you might see a period of transition so so look Cavan have got to stay in this division then and, and really go for it in the championship Paul Fitzpatrick sports editor with the Anglo Celt one of the top sports journalists in the country check out his stuff online if you're not in the Breffney County and has a brilliant column with the Irish Times every championship as well Paul you're very kind and maybe we'll Tony Gall meet Cavan in the Ulster Championship semi-final we'll get you back on the podcast again good luck to Cavan for the rest of the league and thanks for joining me here on the show thanks man you Okay, that's it for the weekend's edition of the Donegal GAA podcast. Big shout out to Arsenal Callum Sports Editor with Ocean FM for firing out the podcast in rapid time back at base. There is a break next weekend in the Alliance National Football League. So Donegal will take on Fermanagh in 13 days time in O'Donnell Park. Let her Kenny, that one throws in at 2pm. It is live on Ocean FM. A special shout out to you, our loyal listeners who tune in in your large numbers. A really good start to the National Football League for Jim McGuinness' side. Two wins from two and I think everybody is looking forward to that for a match in two weeks time. Bye for now. Stay safe and we'll talk to you in a fortnight.